Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. On this Monday, here in the Steve Jones Show, brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's has served this valley for decades. And uh, in the process of serving the valley for decades, they have found their customers the right insurance at just the right price. And if there's a claim, who they go to work right away for you. I mean, they, I mean, they are your partner in all this. You have to have a great relationship with your insurance agent, and they do a great job, and always have for their customers. Always have. Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Another great weekend, by the way, for the Penn State wrestling team. I found someone who was there. I hope it's Bob, because I don't want to hear from the suit. (laughs) Bob is here. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, we'll get to that first, then we'll get to the basketball part, because that's obviously going to be a big, big game of Thursday night in the Jordan Center. Uh, but I wanted to get to the wrestling part first. Uh, it's a record crowd in the Jordan Center, nearly 16,000. And uh, they were outstanding. Again, uh, even though Vincenzo Joseph stumbled for the first time. Well, he was... Um in the midst of a big throw to put his opponent uh, on his back. And it's the old story of, I got you, but you got me. And the other guy just leveraged his hips at the right time and put uh, Vincenzo on his back for a six-point move. And that was all she wrote. And uh, a startling upset. Steve, this past weekend, three undefeated number one seeds in uh, Division One wrestling were all upset. Uh, two from Ohio State and Vincenzo from Penn State. But otherwise, uh, a pretty outstanding dual meet for the Lions in front of 15,998, the largest indoor crowd to ever see a collegiate wrestling match in wrestling history. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great crowd that was in there, uh, every seat taken. I've had people say, well, 16,000. Somebody said, can they get 16,000 uh, for a basketball game? It's it's impossible. You can't. Uh, again, you got you got to know logistics before you make the just just dumb statements. 
I mean, there you can put chairs on the floor for a wrestling match. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's how you can get to sixteen thousand. But it was a it was a pretty raucous crowd. Um, obviously, into it from the uh, one hundred and twenty five all the way through the great match by Nick Nevels. You know, the the fans cheered him when he lost at Ohio State to the number then number one wrestler Snyder. But they cheered him even louder when he upset the number three wrestler from yeah. Iowa, Sam Stoll. Yeah, because so, yeah, um, this time you won. Yes. <laughs> and, and the ovation was a lot louder uh, this time, although it was just echoing through Rec Hall last week in the Ohio State dual meet. Um, the interesting thing about the Iowa team is that two of the three guys that won were Pennsylvania guys from Franklin Regional High School out in uh, western Pennsylvania in Westmoreland County. And I think both uh, ended up there because uh, there were some guys like Jason Knopf and then Seriano at 125 who they would have been behind in the Penn State lineup. So it was a pretty much a homecoming for some of the Iowa, three of the Iowa wrestlers. So huge crowd. Um, and I think um, it set set a tone for going into the Big Tens and then on to the NCAAs for the Kale Sanderson's team. Well, they're in great shape heading into this. I mean, we won't know, obviously, what the uh, status of Jason Nolf happens to be because they, they said straight out he was going to be out the rest of the regular season. There was no need to wrestle him at this point. But Rutherford... Is pound for pound. I don't care if if Snyder's the Olympic champion or not. Pound for pound, Rutherford's the best wrestler by my money in college wrestling. Pound for pound, no question. He beat the number two ranked fella decisively for the sixth time on Saturday uh, night. Uh, so that's number two, and he pounded him pretty decisively. Boy, uh, he's he's also sending a message for the Big Tens in the NCAA's. And then there's. I hope nobody got up and left to hit the restroom when Hall and Nickel wrestled because in 30 seconds you saw two pin, two pins. Well, if you blinked, you probably missed it. Those were just great cradles. Those guys, uh, and they can do it from anywhere on the mat, Steve. They, You can't put your head down against uh, either one of those wrestlers, uh, especially Bo Nickel. You drop your head, and he's automatically thinking, what move am I going to use to put my opponent on his back? Well, it was, uh, I mean, first of all, Nickel wrestles the way everybody loves to watch wrestling. He's aggressive. Yeah. I mean, he's like a go-for-it-every-second. Now, it cost him two years ago at Madison Square Garden. It didn't cost him last year when he won. Yeah, he um, he just has a knack for the dramatic throw, and um, he uh, he does well. And I and I think sometimes I, I think he was after the pin at one seventy four. I think he figured I just got to go out there and do it quicker. So that's a nice healthy competition that the Lions have going, especially under normal circumstances. You, you just followed uh, Rutherford at forty nine, Knopf at fifty seven. Etc. And then he comes up, and Vincent Joseph at 65. You know, that's, uh, for lack of a better phrase, murderer's row if you're an opponent to right. Penn State. Yeah, and it, it believe me, it is that. Uh, it is that. I mean, you get to that point. Like, I think the Ohio State one was a perfect example of that. They're down 15 to 5 after 5, and all of a sudden then you hit the, hit the row, and you're like, 
Well, here we go. I mean, if you're the other team, you're like, you're trying to hang on at that point. And hang on is exactly that. And then, Steve, I don't know what you thought about it, but here you had at 197 for Penn State, Kassar, who had (laughs) just beaten the number one guy in the country in dramatic fashion to, in essence, win the dual meet for Penn State over the number two or number one team, depending on the rankings. And then you figure, oh, against Iowa, he's got to be the guy. No. Penn State shifts wrestlers and puts uh, another guy out there who just happens to be a dominant wrestler in his own right. Holy cow. Right. Exactly. And that's... I mean, and Shakur Rashid yes. has been really good. I mean, well, let me put you this way. Any team that has Matt McCutcheon as its third... <laughs> Yes, a nationally ranked wrestler in his own right, and he's sitting at number three in the lineup. Yeah, he can't get out. He can't get in the lineup. No, and um, any other team uh, would give an awful lot of scholarship money to get him on their team, and he, I'm sure he's happy at Penn State. You know Coach Sanderson is happy because there's no doubt the three of those guys inside the wrestling room, they make each one of them better. Yeah, oh, they absolutely do. Uh, There's no question about that. They make each one of them better. Neville's is the one I was was thrilled about uh, because Neville's was able to step up after... I mean, look, he wanted to win against Snyder. Right? He sure the, did. Whole, the whole the whole world is like, hey, look what he did. He lost. He lost by a small amount. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that was considered some kind of a fiery victory. Yeah, and then he goes out against the number three ranked team, a uh, th- third ranked guy in the country, and was brilliant. He pushed I mean, I mean, uh, Stoll's face into the mat the whole third period. I just wonder if uh, Stoll needed oxygen because uh he was uh he re- Neville's really shut off his oxygen uh throughout the final uh 2 minutes. Well, we've said that about the suit in the Olympic reports for years. Yes, exactly. Steve, I was Sean, Sean, stop laughing. Um, I was going to ask you uh, for Sandy Barber, the Penn State Athletic Director's number, because I have a suggestion for next year. Which is what? It's, it's simply, or maybe it'd be two years. Let's invite, uh, next year, let's invite the Ohio State wrestling team to Penn State, to Beaver Stadium, We'll have a football wrestling doubleheader. We'll let football play in the afternoon if they'd like. Do <laughs> do wrestling at night, and I'll bet you get you get a hundred and ten thousand for each. You know, weather aside, um, I know that Sandy's not going to be putting that to the top. Of I mean, I, I mean, I would I would did that with Oklahoma State. I think they drew forty two thousand. Forty two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's the largest crowd to ever see a wrestling match anywhere, but it's an outdoor record, not the one that was just set Saturday night for indoors. But not bad. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State, uh, at a place like Beaver Stadium, you could get a lot of people, more than 42,000. I guess, uh, you know, um, I guess... Well, I have about 41,000 friends that would just like to come. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you coupled it with something, you just did it on its own, you can't. No, um, exactly. But 
you'd have to couple it with a football game where people go, okay, I'll go in and watch that too. But see, what, you know, but you'd also have to, uh, you'd have to question whether you do it on separate admissions too. And also, the distance away from this has to be brought into play. Sure. It's, well, the, the other uh, part of that is we let the because foot- you're not you don't, you don't want to put stands you don't want to put stands on the field. No. Uh, that becomes problematic. There are a lot there are a lot of things that go into it a little more problematic than people realize. No, there really are a lot. But you know what? Uh, from a wrestling perspective, I'd say we'd let the football fans in for free to see the football game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get too carried away here, Bob. <laughs> okay, you know, it's like, you know, it's, so I tell the wrestling fans, you're awesome. Don't get too carried away. Okay. Well, All right. Okay. Steve, just a thought. Just a thought for um, Monday no, afternoon after a great weekend for Penn State. Yeah. Uh, By the like, way, uh, I, I saw I mean, you. you know, I mean, the, the big plus is going to be the fact that it's on a weekend because, True. you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's where that's where wrestling. You know, I mean, they've done a great job of keeping the ball on the weekend as much as possible. Sure. When TV when TV starts to get involved, I know. Then then life becomes a little bit different because now you become a TV show. When you become a TV show, that's a lot of uh, it's 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 exponentially different than people realize. I mean, as 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 somebody who flew back and got into town on a Sunday night at midnight. Yes, you know, Steve. I was going to say I did see you uh, watching the Penn State Illinois basketball game, and you were in literally the catbird seat right there, center court, calling the game. And good and bad. That's yes. good and bad. You, you know what we uh, call that at Bucknell? Because I'll be going there tonight uh, to see Bucknell yeah. and Colgate. You know what we call that seat at Bucknell? What's that? The cat bird song seat. Cat bird song, yes. <laughs> How about, you, you know, I couldn't wait to say that. <laughs> you know what? It's 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 good and bad that spot, and it, I'll tell you why. Uh, being being courtside is perfectly fine, but they changed the rule this year. And when they changed the rule this year, when they expanded the coaches box, uh, that meant then the coaches were traveling down more toward midcourt. There's a lot of times where I've got to look around, Patrick. When I'm in that spot trying to find the ball because he's in front and just you really feel uncomfortable like turning the turning the the uh, mic off and screaming sit down in front what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come on oh wait I forgot your team yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sit down exactly. I can't see yeah. trying to find the ball yeah <laughs> let the paying customers have a chance to see the game here. Actually, no, I'm being paid, so I, I can't oh, use right. that Sorry excuse that. either. I can't use that excuse either. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's the only thing that, that with that spot, I mean, I don't mind being on the floor at all. It's perfectly fine. You know, for example, there was a, an issue at the end of the first half. Pat came out and was talking to the officials, so then Dick and I were able to lean over and ask Pat, hey, what would you talk to Gene about? And you know, he mentioned, you know, and we were able to relate on the air what, what he talked to him about. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the advantage of being there. There's no question. But the, but in terms of calling it, nah, 85% of the time I'm clear and free and can see everything. There's that 15% where, for example, you may see in the background, like me trying to look right and then maybe look left, trying to go around and look at Pat. Sure. I'll give you a story from – now, this is before they changed the coach's box. It was 2001 at the United Center in Chicago. And you know me, I don't assume plays. Okay? Right. Uh, and Penn State ran a play off a timeout late against Michigan State. Michigan State was ranked second in the country. And they swung the ball to Joe Crispin, and all of a sudden Jerry Dunn stood up. 
and the ball went from my vantage point, came flying out of his head, right? <laughs> so, because also, well, because Joe shot it, I assumed it was a three. And you know me, I don't assume. And he made the shot, by the way. And uh, Penn State won the game. But that's the only issue with being down there is that now they've expanded the coach's box out. That means they can roam further down. So in other words, that would be like a coach's box in wrestling and say you're you're at center mat and Kale can get up and roam around and all of a sudden you're trying to look around him to see what's going on in the mat. It's the same thing. Yeah, and that's one of the rules in wrestling about coaches. It's a very limited box. The interesting thing now for Bucknell, the announcers, as you know, Steve, at, at uh, Soika Pavilion, they're on the opposite side from where the teams and the uh, bench a crew that runs the clock and does the announcing, etc., and the scores. So it's a, they don't have to worry about that, that but they're opposite side of the court. Yeah, and that's the way it is in the tournament, too. When you get to the Big Ten tournament, the NCAA tournament, you're opposite the benches. So you don't have any. The only issue you'll have is once in a while an official. Um who will be there in your in your way, and that that's rare. That doesn't happen that much, especially in the positioning uh, that they give you. So that's not that's not bad at all. But that was a great match. It was great to watch it. We watched it uh, uh, in the hotel bar, uh, <laughs> along with the Wisconsin wrestling team, which joined us, and, and a watched wonderful, it. Fun-loving group they are. Uh, no clue. Uh, just kind of waved at him, wished them the best of luck against Illinois, and that was uh, pretty much the interaction uh, uh, in general. But uh, we we all watched it together, and when Vincenzo Joseph lost, I thought, hmm, okay. Well, then Mark Hall restored order right away. Bang! Right, <laughs> Ponick, bang! I'm like, oh, well, it's now over. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, about as conclusive a uh two minutes of mat time as you could possibly see, and it was literally lights out. Did it even take two minutes? I, mean, I well, think the, mat time, the whole mat time was like 30 seconds, wasn't it? Well, I mean, and, Mark and, Hall just went out there and went, yeah, we're finished, and they put the hammer down and walked off the mat. Nickel walked out there, boom, made a move, boom, down. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like... Yeah, the, it took Nickel more time to run from the uh, locker room oh. out to the center of the mat than it did to actual wrestling time. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, it was probably more strenuous. Yeah, well, you got to fight the crowd to get out on the mat. So so to me, if they were to wrestle in Beaver Stadium like you talked about, my guess is they would get 50,000 people. Oh, I'd say, yeah. That would be all no, right. Now, now, it would have to be a big match. It would You, you couldn't just like, hey, they're going to wrestle Buffalo like they do in two weeks. Yeah, not going to do it, no question. But, you know, with this lineup... The and the uh, no, I shouldn't use the word novelty, but that's probably as good as any. Uh, I think you would get a really huge crowd. And what would really be fun, Steve, just from a f- program bragging perspective, to tell Iowa, "Hey, take your forty-two thousand, and we'll raise you eight thousand. But but you know what though? Uh, let's let's just say this about Iowa for a second. They did a great job of promoting the sport. Absolutely. Okay, their forty-two thousand did a great job of promoting the sport, just like taking into the Jordan Center promotes the sport, and I think that's what they were able to do. They were able to get, I mean, because look, let's be honest about it. Okay, watch Sports Center on Saturday night. Where were the wrestling highlights? Yeah, exactly. They were right, um, right after the um, Tiddlywink competition right. from the Pac-10. Right. I mean, I mean, in the past two weeks, I mean. 
there have been Penn State basketball highlights because Josh Reeves has made the, the, the top ten with a couple of dunks. Lamar Stevens made the top ten with a dunk. All right. So, I mean, we know which way they're tilted all the time. Well, at least when Iowa did, it was Iowa wrestled Oklahoma State, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, by doing that, they, that got people at least interested. It got a number out there. And I think you're right. I think Penn State could go out and Penn State could get at least 50,000, maybe 60,000 at Beaver Stadium to watch them uh, to wrestle. Now, the logistics of it would not be the easiest. And also, if you're going to do it, you got to do it in season. Well, the season isn't until November. That's right. It gets a little chilly out there in, at Beaver Stadium, as uh, we all know, uh, come November. Uh, that's why, because when Iowa did it, it was November 14th. Yeah, it was early. Yeah, it was November 14th. And it wasn't exactly a Chamber of Commerce heat wave. Cupid's arrow has hit the bullseye. Cupid has hit the sign in front of Sunbury Motors Kia. Drive by and you'll believe in love at first sight too. Zero percent for 75 months. Fall in love with this deal at Sunbury Motors Kia. 0% financing for up to 75 months on 2018 Kia Fortes, Optimus, Sportages, and Serenos. See for yourself why Kia offers America's best value. An industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty on the highest-ranked large car, compact car, small SUV, mid-size SUV, and compact multi-purpose vehicle in initial quality according to J.D. Power. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? Sunbury Motors Kia has 25 Kia-certified pre-owned vehicles on the lot. Cupid hit the bullseye of savings. At Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see retailer or go to Kia.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit JDPower.com. See dealer for details. There are a lot of places to get insurance coverage, but only one place in the Susquehanna Valley ready to put four generations of experience to work for you. Hi, I'm Adam Purdy. At Purdy Insurance, we take the time to talk with you and find the right coverage for your needs. Everyone's situation is unique, so our approach is to customize coverage to best protect you. Whether it's home, auto, or business insurance solutions you need, call, email, or stop in to see how our commitment to personal service can help protect what matters to you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And the Purdy's have served this valley for decades, finding their customers exactly the insurance they need at the best price possible. There's a claim they jump right in as if it it happened to them. They're your partner. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Care Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, the uh, 2020 schedule now complete for Penn State football. Nevada and San Jose State will sandwich a game at Virginia Tech in 2020. As you know, the Penn State Pitt series does end after 19, and at least through 2025, it is not going to be on the schedule. Okay, at least through 2025, it is not going to be on the schedule. So 20, so six seasons, 20, 21, 22, 3, 4, and 5, there will be no pit game on the schedule. Uh, they've also got Bowling Green picked up in 24. The prime game uh, non-con will be at Virginia Tech 
in 20, home with Auburn in 21, at Auburn in 22, home with West Virginia in 23, at West Virginia in 24, and home with Virginia Tech in 25. So that's how that's going to work. So Nevada and San Jose State round out the 2020 schedule, sandwiching a game at Lane Stadium against Virginia Tech in 2020. So that's how that's going to work out and play out. And uh, we were talking about wrestling earlier. Obviously, big win over Iowa. Uh, near record. Actually, it was a record crowd. 15,998, so nearly 16,000 in the Jordan Center to see uh, America's best wrestling team go uh, head-to-head and beat Iowa, really, in the end, with relative ease. Even though Vincenzo Joseph lost, uh, everybody else, I mean, Neville's won big. Shakira Rashid won big. Hall in a pin. Nickel in a... uh, Bo Nickel was able to go out and get win by far. I thought Nick Lee wrestled really well. Really, really well. It was a great weight class and um, a nice bounce-back win for Lee at that weight class. Coming on strong. Yeah, indeed coming on strong. All right, now let's get to the basketball part of it uh, because the game will be Thursday night in the Jordan Center where they take on Ohio State uh, because we spent the first half hour in Penn State wrestling. So let's now get to the basketball part of it, uh, and that is Penn State's going for its fourth straight win. Uh, Ohio State comes in. They've lost only one time in the Big Ten, and that was to Penn State. And that game will be Thursday night in the Jordan Center uh, neither team, let's see, let's see, Penn State has lost once since. That was at Michigan State. And Ohio State, which, by the way, has lost neutral court games, actually has not lost a true road game this year. They are 5-0 and in playing in somebody else's building, which is impressive, including the rally in beating Purdue last week. They took on Iowa Saturday. They took them out with complete ease Saturday just like Penn State took out Illinois pretty much with complete ease yesterday. If you are a good team, you are not in close games. Okay, The only time you're in close games is when you're against comparable competition or you know circumstances dictate. But if you're a good team, you aren't in close games. Well, what, what close games? Let's see. Rutgers, close game? No. Iowa, close game? No. Illinois, close game? No. Uh, Penn State's been winning those games. And then the other part is people say, well, then Penn State doesn't perform well in close games. Um, the last three games decided by five points or less, Penn State won all of those games too. So they're playing well, and what you have right now is Ohio State playing great basketball, even with the suspension of Cam Williams. They're playing great basketball, but guess what? Penn State's playing really well. And it's not going to be a situation where, you know, Penn State needs Ohio State not to shoot as well. Penn State needs Ohio State to turn the way. You know, Ohio State's going to have to do something wrong for Penn State to win. No, Ohio State can do a lot of things right, and Penn State can still win. That's what's exciting about Thursday night, is that you're going in there with a team that's good enough to beat the other guy if you both play your game. You're not. You don't need help. There, the you know the the margin of error is going to be slim for both teams in this particular game because you've got two teams playing well. Ohio State's been playing great. Penn State's been playing really well. That's what makes Thursday night's matchup at home for Penn State exciting. 
because this is not they are not in the spot anymore where okay everybody let's go out and win all the four minute timeouts let's win every TV timeout and we'll put ourselves in a spot to win no okay Penn State might be the underdog in Vegas don't know not sure but I can tell you right now uh, if they play their game and Ohio State plays their game it's going to go down to the wire and either team could win Steve, one question that uh, friends of mine have asked me to ask you about Thursday's game is if Penn State wins that game, does that clinch an NCAA bid? No. I mean, see, I don't look at I, – I I'm not looking at any of that right now. Okay. Bob, I'm really not – I've not taken a long look at it. There's so many elements that will come into play, conference championships, how the conference tournaments play out and so forth. Penn State has, in its final four regular season games, they have Ohio State at home. All right. Consensus top 15 teams, some say maybe top 10. Penn State plays at Purdue. Consensus top five team. Penn State then comes back home to take on Michigan. Consensus top 20 team. Then Penn State has to play at Nebraska. What they have, Bob, is golden opportunity. Let's take it back to football for a second. After Penn State played Ohio State and Michigan State, in reality, what what did Penn State not have? They did not have opportunity down the stretch. They had three games that they had to win and did. But the opportunities were Rutgers, Nebraska, and at Maryland. There wasn't going to be that that one win down the stretch where everybody sat back and went, whoa, okay, all right, all right. The Ohio State-Michigan State thing, look at that. They bounced right back. Now, they ended up with a win like that, but it turned out it was against Washington in the Fiesta Bowl, but that was after, of course, the Final Four had been determined. That's the difference between what happened in football. That opportunity to get, you know, those games down the stretch did not present opportunity. All they presented were danger for Penn State. If they lost any one of those games, they would have been like, wow. But they were expected to win all of those games. They were expected to win all three games with relative ease. They did do the expected, which is important. But you didn't have that, okay, that, that wow moment in the last three games that may have that could have made up for maybe Ohio State, Michigan State. For basketball, they put themselves in a position where with the last four games, they at least have that opportunity to maybe have a wow moment or two or three down the stretch. That's what they have. And it is quite a stretch of uh, great teams to be, have the opportunity to play. No question about that. Well, and what they have is in the standings, you have four teams in the Big Ten under this uh, format that get the double bye. Well, Penn State will face three of those four teams that are currently in those spots in the next four games. And the other game is against a team that's the one right in front of them in fifth place in Michigan. So they've got, they're playing nothing but teams in front of them in the standings in the final four games. Now we get to see how it plays out. And I'm, I'm anxious to see how it plays out for them because they played really, really well. You want to test yourself against the best. We just saw Penn State in wrestling the last two weekends test themselves against the best and win against the best shorthanded each of the last two weeks. I mean, shorthanded wrestling team won. Shorthanded. No Nolf. 
Yeah, and that may, obviously they really work to compensate. And that's, uh, I think the question for this Penn State team is, will they rise to the occasion knowing they have these four pretty uh, serious uh, challenges in front of them, a real test for the Lions? Well, it's, they're best equipped to do it now because they've got they've got everybody back and everybody for the most part's playing pretty well. Getting Josh Rees back has meant a lot for Penn State because I've always felt you look at Saquon Barkley. Barkley had the ability to make everybody else around him better, but there was always one guy that had the ability to make Barkley better, and that was Trace McSorley. Now let's go basketball. Tony Carr is the best player on the basketball team. No question about that. But there is only one player out there that makes him better, and that's Josh Reeves. Josh Reeves, Carr is the best player. Reeves is the most valuable player. He makes the other four guys on the floor better, including Tony. And you notice how Carr has played under far greater control, not as many shots since Reeves came back. Not because Reeves is gobbling up shots, but because I think Tony doesn't feel the necessity anymore to take more shots to compensate for Josh not being there. And so with Reeves back, the ball doesn't stick, it moves. You know what kind of on-the-ball defender he is, although yesterday he was in foul trouble almost all day. And that's where you know, sometimes your bench will... Uh, do things in such a way where you can get maybe scoring out of them, maybe you know, you'll get some defense. Yesterday Penn State's bench I really kept them within arm's length. Nazir Bostic played really well. He's playing much smarter. He's playing more under control. I know Nas thinks that every shot on the floor is his. I think I'll throw the ball in the Nas at the free throw line. He's 75 feet away. Nas, don't shoot it. All right, so, because Nas thinks he can make it, all right? Take my word. He thinks he can. All right, but you notice how he's not doing that. He's not taking those shots. He's doing things under control. He's making better basketball decisions. Julian Moore is playing like a fifth-year guy in position, blocking some shots, getting some rebounds, holding the fort till Watkins can get back out there. Wheeler's just an absolute pest. You hate to face him. Offensively, he's going to have to become a better player at some point. He took one three-pointer yesterday. You're like, uh, no, not now, Nas. I mean, I mean, not now, Jamari. No. Uh, you know, save it for when the game's out of hand, then then you can experiment with it. Uh, but the uh, – and, and John Harrah gave them some decent minutes, too, uh, which helped. So they their bench – you know, Penn State outscored Illinois forty-two to sixteen. The final twenty-one minutes and thirteen seconds, forty-two to sixteen. They ran off seventeen unanswered points. Illinois has played almost everybody at home tough as nails. Illinois is eleven and three at home this year. So, despite their overall record at home, they have felt at least a comfort zone. And Penn State took them completely out of their comfort zone. And even though Illinois hung in, hung in, hung in. My point to Dick in the pregame show is quite simple. If you go out and you get the lead on this team, you will watch their shoulders go down because they'll look at each other and go, oh, great, here we go again. And once Penn State got on top of them, you can see their body language went right down into the tank. You just see it because it was almost like, oh, here we go again. And Penn State, what they did was there are certain steps that, that teams have to make. Number one, you have to have the ability to win at home. 
Then once you conquer the ability to win at home, and now the home crowd means something to you, now the next part is can you then go out, can you win on the road? Penn State's now won three Big Ten games on the road this season, at Iowa, at Illinois, and at Ohio State. The other part is is that when you have the opportunity to put a team away, can you be Joe Frazier, uncork the left hook, and put them on the canvas? Penn State in the first five minutes of the second half put that team on the canvas. I mean, and that's what you're looking to see. Tony Carr played sick yesterday. Well, instead of keeping himself out of the lineup, Tony Carr gutted it out because he was, I can tell you, shoot around. He was not feeling well at all. Okay? At all. I'm not going to get into the particulars, but he wasn't feeling well at all. And instead of saying, you know what, maybe not tonight, why don't you start Jamari? He gained the universal respect of all of his teammates because he went out there and he played, and not only that, he played well. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, controlled game all the way through. You know, 1.2 points a shot. Exactly what you're, you know, you're looking for. And he played that way. So they did all of that yesterday. Despite foul trouble for Watkins and Reeves in the first half, with eight, I think Reeves played 5 minutes and Watkins played 6 in the first half because of the foul trouble that they had. And then when they finally get the gang back together in the second half, they hit the accelerator and they took them out. It is good to do the expected. Good teams are not in a lot of close games because good teams are blowing out other teams. Ohio State's been blowing teams out. Now they got into a great close game with Purdue and they won it. Those are the kind of games you expect to be close games. I mean, I expect Thursday night to be a close game. But when you get into in a game against somebody that's not, I think that's your phone ringing, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I think when you get into games where it, you know, where you're expected to be somewhat of the prohibitive favor, you're supposed to take. You're supposed to take the bull by the horns and make it happen. They've got, of their 18 wins, 15 of them are by double digits this year. Double digits. I mean, you know, and remember, a lot of those wins were in the Big Ten. So they've done all, they've done this, and they've put themselves in this spot where now you're going to really find out exactly where you are and what's in the tank in front of your home crowd on Thursday night. So it's been an exciting time in the Jordan Center with... Saturday night, nearly 16,000. Now you got this game coming up on Thursday night, and then you have fun in there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Not a bad uh, four or five days of uh, packing the Jordan Center. I hope, I truly hope, Steve, that the Penn State fans come out uh, Thursday night to really pack the Jordan Center in the similar way that it was for wrestling. That, I think, will bring a big pickup for the, for the Lions. But there has to be a realization, though, about the market you're in, though. And, they're, they, uh, and see, wrestling doesn't have to face this. When does wrestling wrestle in the middle of the week? It just doesn't. Right, they don't. Right, Basketball, I mean, Penn State basketball, as an example, plays every day of the week. Penn State has already played on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, two Fridays, a Saturday, and a Sunday. They play seven days out of the week. And it's really hard to keep track of sometimes. But it's not easy for, let's say, the fan base in Harrisburg. It's an hour and a half away. Well, getting out of work and driving up here on Thursday night it would be easy. Game's at 8 o'clock. But the game ends. Now what do you do? <laughs> yeah. you gotta be at, at, you got to be at work on, on Friday morning. You know, that, that entails a decision as opposed to a Saturday. Like, hey, got plenty of time. Maybe I'll stay overnight whatever. I mean, it brings with it, because this is not a market like Columbus 
Ann Arbor, Lansing, Minneapolis, Chicago. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like that. Omaha, Lincoln. I mean, Lincoln, Lincoln's a city of 200,000 people. The city of 200,000 people in Omaha is a half hour away. All right. Well, Penn State doesn't have that. It's just more, it's more, it, middle week anything is more difficult here. I'll give you a good example hockey. Okay. You know what the, the actual bodies in the seats are for a hockey game if it's not Friday or Saturday? Half. Yeah, exactly. And though the tickets are all sold. Tickets are all sold, but only half the people show up. They'll get 3,000. I mean, I've had some of the people say, boy, we're really surprised. I say, it's the middle of the week, guys. Right? You're not, you're not going to get that kind of crowd in the middle of the week. You know, so, so, so wrestling has a perfect storm of awesome team. I mean, intelligent, but yet charismatic coach, right, that wins all the time in a state that loves it, but also has it at times and dates that are really good for the fan base. And we know with television that the same is not cannot be said for basketball. It seems like the Big Ten Network or the other sports networks are really – Telling you when you can schedule a game, and well, it's, it's Thursday nights in the middle of well, winter. Well, well, here, yeah, here's what football and men's basketball happen to be: they're television shows. Okay? Absolutely. What time slot do you fit in? Well, two years ago, Penn State wrestled Ohio State. It was a Friday night at six. I had a bunch of wrestling fans complain to me about, I can't believe it's Friday night at six. You know how inconvenient that is. Blah 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 blah. And I looked at him. I said. I said, I'm sorry, but cry me a river. Welcome to my world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's check out the most recent schedule for for Penn State. Uh, let's see. Sunday night at 7 o'clock in Illinois. Thursday night at 8 o'clock at home with Ohio State. At Purdue Sunday night at 8. Back on Wednesday at 7.30 to play, uh, or 7 o'clock to play uh, Wisconsin, then five fifteen on a Sunday at Nebraska. It's like, excuse me, it's like, you know, here's my map. Yes, <laughs> and let's not forget one important factor, Steve, as well, and that has to do with the fact that the people that are playing the game are student athletes, and it's well, got to be that's, unsettling. Yeah, that that is unsettling. Um, now, at least at least men's basketball gets the charter. So last night, the good news was the fog lifted in State College, and we did not have to fly to Pittsburgh. All right, so there was none of that. We were able to get back in here about midnight last night, and everybody, including myself, I had an 8 o'clock class to teach this morning. Everybody was back with a chance to do it. You know, wrestling, you know, it's hard for them when they have these Sunday matches. I mean, they've got to, they've got to get back here, and they don't have a charter to do it. Um, so the chartering part does help big time. And... At least for them, you know, the convenience of wrestling weekends is at least it's, it, it keeps the amount of class time missed down to a minimum when they're on the road. Yes, Because obviously, it does. If, you're gonna, if you're gonna wrestle on a Friday night, you're gonna have to miss class time on Friday. You can't avoid it. Uh, but at least it keeps that part down to a minimum by the schedule with which they wrestle. The odd thing is the Big Ten tournaments coming up for basketball. This will be what the 21st Big Ten tournament. It'll only be the second time that Penn State has ever missed class for the Big Ten tournament. It's only the second time ever. Hmm. Because they've always been during spring break at Penn State, with the exception of one other year. 
So, I mean, so even that's worked out over the years in terms of not missing class. And you've got, you know, you've got great uh, students in the wrestling program who are also great wrestlers. You've also got great students in the basketball program. I mean, they've had a 100% graduation rate each of the last five years in basketball. So, I mean, so, you know, and what's really interesting, so everyone understands, I want Penn State to sell out the Jordan Center every single time and set records every single time. I want all 10 wrestlers to win Big Ten championships. I want all 10 wrestlers to win national championships. I I mean, I want to see Penn State wrestling be the the best every single year it can be. And you know what's really interesting? Is if you were to ask Cale Sanderson if you wanted Penn State basketball to be successful, he'd tell you absolutely because Cale Sanderson is the ultimate team player. No question. All right. So, you know, that's and why there, there's, 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 there's a very tiny fragment out there, and it's very small, very tiny fragment that, like, feels like they have some rivalry with basketball and that basketball has some rivalry with, with wrestling. That's a tiny fragment of the fan base. Drop it. Nope, okay? it's not true. Dro- drop it, okay? Yeah. Okay? If it says Penn State across the singlet, I'm the first guy saying, go get them. So and is if it James says, Franklin. Right? And if it says Penn State across the front of the basketball jersey, I can tell you, Kale Sanders is like, go get him. Right? That's what it's about. And I still say it's amazing that Neville's got the biggest cheer of any Penn State loss I've ever seen in my life. I mean, just, <laughs> I, I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm watching that thing. I'm going, yeah, where'd it go, Nick? You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.